this past weekend, we had us a good time. Some good, clean fun, ladies and gentlemen. We went out to Ontario to the Toyota Center for an excellent card of boxing. And the WBC uh, uh, super welterweight belt was on the line. The rematch, I would say, second, probably second rematch of the year. Uh, the, the rematch of the year is probably Joshua and Ruiz, wouldn't you say? And and this oh, is definitely this is the because well no that, you know but they're big boys I would go with this fight now after after well, after you see them both after you but see you, them but you didn't yeah, know Andy Ruiz was going situation you like, hundred pounds but it, he would have lost anyway I don't know about big that. man on his toes I don't know about big that. man on his toes yeah big man was very cautiously on his toes he but it don't matter he got the job done he fought he oh, boxed I mean he got the job done with the three hundred pound man he put his face in the sand what big man couldn't raise his arms up they couldn't get him up but. Uh, this weekend was the rematch. It was Houston versus Detroit. It was a Jermel Charlo uh, with his brother Jermel Charlo in tow at the at the arena versus Detroit's Tony Harrison, who, by the way, talked absolutely positively reckless in the time since he took Charlo's belt. It was a very controversial decision that he won the. Uh, that he won that fight back in what was that? Uh, late a year 2018. ago, eighteen. Yeah, it was almost a year ago to the date. Yep, and uh, and so a lot of people didn't agree with it. You didn't agree with it. I didn't you agree with it. Charlo definitely. won that fight definitely. And uh, what I will say is that Harrison came to fight this time. It was a way more competitive fight than wow. the first one. And way he, more. he he eventually he wrote a check that his behind could not cash. But it got gas. <laughs> yeah, he got it, it, just at his expense, and that was what Charlie said at the end of the at the at, in the final presser. They asked him, "Do you have anything to say before the fight?" He said, "Yeah, get the smelling salts ready." And that young man was so angry. We went out there and watched him train, and uh, that that young man was so angry. Derek James uh, had him completely ready for the fight, and the only thing that was holding Charlo back was that he was too angry. Yeah, and he got too anxious. He couldn't get his chi together. That was it. There was no flow. It was just a... <laughs> it was. It was Street Fighter. And what and what ended up happening was, in the second round, he made his presence felt and knocked Harrison down with a leaping left, which was very Joe Frazier-esque. It was that leaping left that, that Frazier caught Ali with a lot. <laughs> leaping left. I like and, that. And, uh, leaping left. <laughs> <laughs> and what ended up happening was, he... Got a little ahead of himself at that point because he got that knockdown. Harrison popped right up. It was clear that it's a, it's so it was funny. a balance shot. It, but it's so funny with boxing. It's always the shots you don't see that do the damage. Right. And for some reason, I don't know if it was peripheral vision or what, but Tony Harrison could not see that left all night. And it seemed like something that Derek had picked up in the past and they worked on because you saw him come out in the beginning of the fight looking for that left. He went out there. Multiple jabs. Multiple. And, and a left. And a left. He, and he followed the jab, the jab up with the left. And this time, but in the second round, what ended up happening was he threw the left no jab. Mm-hmm. He didn't lead with the jab. He just jumped with the left. And, it, like, he, he's so athletic, Jermel, that he kind of springs on Harrison. And Harrison didn't know what to do with himself. So he got down on the floor. Put your booty on the floor. He got down on the floor, and but he popped right up and went to work. I, I mean, over the next eight rounds, this was one of the more competitive fights that you'll see all year. Yeah. Because Jermel seemed like he was very interested in banging. 
for some reason, even though he, he wanted to bang with the banger. Clearly more athletic. Yeah, and I feel like Jamel is a way better boxer than what he showed the other night. Yeah. He showed you the, his his dimensions last night, I mean, on, on this weekend, because he used his skill set. I don't really particularly like to see him fight like that. I want to see him use his jab and use he his He took a lot of punishment. He took a lot. He showed a great chin. He showed a crazy chin. And, and body work, because yeah. Tony Harrison invested in the body. He kept catching him with that liver shot. I looked. I looked back at the um, when I rewatched the fight, and I looked back at it. I can see that he looked a little discouraged to me in his corner. Around, Harrison? Uh, no, Charlo. Charlo. Oh, really? Around the seventh or eighth round, I do believe it was. I'm not. This sure. is. That's when I looked at you and I said, I don't know if he's winning the fight. I could. You could pick that up on his body language. We were sitting literally in the corner, yeah. so we couldn't see how he looked facing out. Uh-huh. You know, that's interesting. I didn't get the chance to rewatch mm-hmm. the fight yet. Watch it three times now. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah, you're junkie. You're gonna have to I'm face sorry. it. I'm addicted to sports. <laughs> Might as well face it. You're addicted to sports. <laughs> yeah, so three times. Wow. But in that, he looks discouraged. Derek is trying to give him guidance that he listened to and didn't listen to. Not, but he executed the game plan at the same yeah. time. <laughs> it was weird. He had to incorporate his own. But now, what I, was Harrison's corner saying? Well, they like what he was doing. He, he looked good. They should have liked what he was doing. Yeah. You know what? Charlo wanted to run this fast action, blah, blah, blah. Even when they first jumped out, Harrison was calm. Mm-hmm. He was he, he weathered the storm. He was within himself. He weathered the storm. And he dropped major bombs. He didn't throw as many punches, but he landed a higher what? percentage, I would say. They actually barely had a difference in, in punches thrown and landed, which really? was crazy. Yeah, it's it just box because I don't, you know, Compu box. Yeah, is I don't know if it, I don't even know if they use Compu box over there. Which oh, okay, is, which well, I'm happy PBC. about. Yeah, yeah. but uh, they said that they were pretty tight on what the, the punches landed and everything, which is it looked. You you can see it after you watch the fight again. You can see actually, you know, the equal uh-huh. you know, how the, the equivalent or whatever. It was really competitive. it was a really tight fight. It was a really competitive fight, but. It's always I'm 11th round. It's always a tight fight until it's not. That's it. <laughs> you can have the cards however you want them. It didn't necessarily matter. And he wasn't expecting it to go to the cards either. Because, and this is another testament to Derek James and to his fighter for listening to him. Mm-hmm. Because what he ended up doing was in the 11th round, he showed that he was there to fight 12 rounds if necessary. Maybe 15. Maybe 15. <laughs> I had a feeling he was willing to go to the parking lot if he had to. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? He probably would have had to because... I don't know what them cards is going to look like when it came time. You know, if they would have had him ahead on the cards. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, he had the knockdown early. There was a lot of swing rounds that could have gone either way. Well, for me, if you're going to judge, if you're going to be a, a judge myself, I thought that it was a tight fight, but I felt like he was winning just because of the knockdown. Uh huh. But you can see the perspectives, everybody's perspective. Yeah. 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 It, that type of, it matters what kind of fight you like. And again, it also matters where you're sitting. Yes. So, like, from the angles, you have to see who's catching what punches. Mm hmm. And there was, I heard a lot of leather getting slapped <laughs> in, in, into a lot of flesh. Yeah, it was a bad look. It was like Harrison looked like they did. they had um they had really invested and had a game plan to say let's work on his body because let's they understood this young that, man down. that he's a great athlete and let's yeah. try to slow him down. Man, they couldn't and they couldn't. But they did freeze him a couple times. You saw a few times where he got bombed on. Well, Tony Harrison actually said in the in the post that he got his, his body. He got hurt to the body. He was hurt to the body, and he played it off. He said he had to use his, <laughs> said that he used his best poker face. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. Jamel hit him hard. There was a couple times when he did championship level uh, trolling in the ring with some showboating. That I think that's when he got hurt, and Jamel saw it because a couple times he looked at me, and said, "Yeah," he smiled. And said, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know that hurt. <laughs> Fake if you want to. Yeah. But fake the funk. Come the eleventh round, Charlo came through once again with a big left. Tony Harrison did not see it, and next thing you know, 
Now, let me ask the, you this. The knockdown parade began, and in a very bizarre fashion, after the second knockdown, uh, <laughs> Charlo jumped on the ropes. It looked like the Jack Reese, the ref, was going to call the fight. He did not. Charlo had to come finish the job, and he did exactly that. Yeah, that's, uh, he said he had done that before and celebrated early. But, you know, he he, he was stoked. Yeah, he was stoked. <laughs> but I... And we talked to referee Jack Reese after the fight, and he, I told him it was a great because he, he, he could have stopped that fight earlier. He stopped it. And he said, I could have stopped that after the second knockdown, but he's a champion. He was uh-huh. like, I wanted to give him a champion. Game champion. And it, that's exactly what it was. That was for the belt, man. That was there's real bad blood with those two dudes. Right. And you can see that he, he was out of focus still even when he stopped the fight, although Tony Harrison said, what, what? You know, it looked like he was. Yeah. But he didn't have his balance. That's how you end up getting killed. In the ring. Yes. Because if a guy yes. doesn't stop it and you find an elite fighter and he starts putting that damage in on you, it's some of it you can't recover from. Yep. But you know what I want to ask you? Do you think that that's some kind of something through Derek that you watch these guys that can rally late? They come through in the clutch. And well, it seems like it's the same punch that got called John. And what's interesting, the only difference is, is that Earl is left-handed. And so um, but it was a left hook. But it was the left hook, though. So... Earl Spence made his first public uh, appearance since his uh, very, very serious accident. And he looked good. He looked swollen, but he looks good. Yeah. And we we all hung out afterwards in the uh, in the locker room. And he was. He seemed like himself, at least. We, I don't know him all that well, but mm-hmm. he seemed like how he always seemed. Yeah. You know, kind of sleepy. How we met him in the past. Yeah. yeah. Kind of sleepy talking. Uh-huh. Kind of quiet, but full of confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he Earl Spence Jr. the crew. <laughs> you want to roll, we going to roll. He said he's coming back with Pacquiao or or uh, Danny Garcia the, immediately in Pacquiao the year don't June. want no smoke. I don't even understand why he would fight Danny Garcia though. Danny Garcia. Me neither. What does he bring to the table? He doesn't in this bring situation? anything to the table. But unless now, what I do want to see though is how he bounced back after the the back accident because oh, you, you have to see that. There's no way to. You know, he said he doesn't want to. Uh, he said he don't want to tune up. He don't want to. He, don't want he no, won't tune somebody up. He, he don't want to get it. He don't want no tune up. So I want to play a clip off of uh, FightHype.com which was Tony Harrison just talking straight to the fans of Detroit. However, we can get you a... Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Detroit. Thank you. Sorry, man. Thank you. Fuck me and my life. One shot, man. Can, can get his car slipping. Fuck. I train hard for this one, though, man. Detroit, I want y'all to know that, man. I train super fucking hard for that shit. Um, I'm disappointed in myself, man. You know what I mean? Like, just got a little lax, man. I got a little relaxed, man. And ain't got caught slipping. That's the, that's the name of the game. And this shit got to be, like, 100% all the way through. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I was winning that bitch, y'all, but... Fuck my life away from me. <laughs> Damn. Hey, wait. And uh, sorry for <laughs> not suitable for work, uh, but it was a hard-fought fight. <laughs> he said F his life. <laughs> Forever. For for real. <laughs> wow. He, But if you watch it, I really, you know, I'm not a fan of the nonstop cussing, but uh, I will say this. He cares. And I like that about Tony He does Harrison. care, and you can see that he had the ego to go with that. Yeah. He didn't have the... the the. He had the... He almost had the skills, kind of like almost what Almost don't said. count, though. Didn't you got it done. You got to have it all. Didn't get it done. Charlo talks slick, and he backed this up. 
told him to get the smelling salts ready. <laughs> I just one of the things that I appreciate about Charlo and and not at the same time is that how angry he is because I've gotten the he's chance to hang out with him. Yeah, he's so angry and so intent on imposing his will on another fighter. And then at the same time with Harrison, the way that he conducted himself before the fight. And he got under the fight, his skin. And Harrison got, a, got under his skin. But you got to be able to back it up. That ain't going to win you the fight. And that's, never, what, that's what everybody was saying at the gym, we had, at the at the arena. When it started uh, and he knocked him down the second round, that's what literally everybody was buzzing and said, that mouth ain't, ain't do nothing now. <laughs> you got to chunk them ones and twos. got to chunk them. And he chunked them. He chunked him. Just couldn't chunk him enough. He couldn't chunk him for the dirty dozen. Ooh. A dirty dozen. A dirty dozen, child. Oh, man. What a great fight. That was a unanimous decision. Even if he would have made it through that round, unless he knocked Charlo out, he would have needed a knockout. Oh, he needed a knockout after three knockdowns. Come on, Forget man. Forget about it. Four knockdowns total. Yeah. Um, And so I, I'm very happy about that. I really think that uh, when you look at the situation, I don't know how you don't give Derek James trainer of the year with these big wins that he got. Come on, man. Come on now. I mean, the, the the it's two WBC belts. Might even be three. It's three WBC belts and hanging out of the in fights Texas. Could, yeah, one of the fights could be the – two of them could actually be the fights of the year, which the one this weekend and Errol and, and Sean Carter. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, very, very interesting. Um, now, what the buzz is on the welterweight side, just beneath the super welterweights, is, is that uh, Showtime Sean Porter, family of the Ozone – is uh, looking at fighting Terrence Crawford and crossing the aisle, as they say. Now, this would be very interesting if this fight actually comes to pass. It would. Because they're putting all their marbles on the table. It seems as though Bob Arum has done everything he can to protect Terrence Crawford. I don't think Terrence Crawford needs protecting because and he's a great fighter, yeah. and and he knows that he's a great fighter. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, he's kind of just being isolated by sitting on an island. From a business perspective, you see this happen with the stables all of the time. He's being stonewalled, stonewalled by his own team. Yeah, uh, but all of his competition is on the other side with Al Heyman. Right. So now maybe this will open something up, and we'll see what ends up happening. Because with this group, this is a hard group to say that you'll never catch a loss at that 147. The only person that I see running the table is Earl Spence. Right. And that's given the idea that he's still the same fighter that he was pre-accident. Mm-hmm. And even that, I mean, the, the fight against Sean Porter was no walk. No. The, a fight against uh, Crawford Nobody ain't going to be a walk. Yeah. Nobody's going to walk through Sean. Let's get, <laughs> let's get, get that straight. Let's get that straight. You Nobody walks walk through, through Sean. Sean. Yeah. He's going to make it a tough night on you. And honestly, with the way that Terrence gets a slow start, that could be a major problem for him. I don't think he can afford to get a slow start there, but uh, let's let them announce the fight before. Well, well I, I saw Kenny, Kenny speaking about it. Kenny Porter, Sean's father, and he said that there's nothing even set up or they haven't had a conversation or anything. Yeah, but and they both made it clear. Both fighters made it clear that if it happens, it has nothing to do with the promoters because they know each other. Yeah, so they're they, pretty good they, friends. Right? Yeah, and that's that probably is an impediment to the fight, mm-hmm. in all honesty. Um, the other highlight of what happened this weekend uh, is another friend of the Ozone which I feel bad for, but he went out there and did his job, is Gabe Rosado. And Gabe Rosado fought uh, in Arizona on Friday night to an empty arena because he was basically paid just in case Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. pulled a Chavez Jr. and didn't make the fight. Now, it is impossible to express how much I despise Chavez Jr. and this style of capitalism because the guy has ridden off of his father's name to even have a career. 
He grew up rich. He went in there in the biggest fight of his career against Canelo, and for some reason I believed he was serious, even though I had said multiple times he wasn't real. And he went in there and was scared to throw a punch and just got beat up bad. And and Canelo, as he should, made it a glorified sparring session by refusing to even sit down between yeah, but, rounds. But you're saying that he was afraid to throw a punch. I don't agree. He wasn't afraid to throw a punch. He just does not do what you expect as an elite fighter that everybody considers him. And that's not him being afraid to throw a punch. I don't know if he's on the take. I don't know what he's doing. But what he's not doing is fighting when he's supposed to fight or fighting how he's supposed to fight. He's he's on an island by himself. First of all, he can't even make weight ever. He can never. He juices. He's a juicer. He doesn't follow any he's of the a, a drug abuser, and he doesn't follow any of the rules. You look at his father's face when his father's looking at it. The fight. He's just pure looks, disgust. Looks disgusted. Like, oh my goodness, are you kidding? This this dude. <laughs> he this literally. Is my guy. This is my guy. I got to stand for this. His fighter. His father was one of the best fighters in of all, all time. In of, all of boxing, all time. <laughs> all time. I think he's 107 or something, five <laughs> something or something crazy. insane. Something crazy. And like 85 and old before he yeah. lost. Yeah. Something stupid. And then you look at yourself. With a granite chin. Yes. And then this dude comes out, which is his son, and he looks like he weighs at least 200 pounds. So first of all, he misses weight, guys. If you didn't hear about this, he misses weight. He's fighting Danny Jacobs. Uh, who does always come to fight. He doesn't necessarily always execute his plan perfectly, but he comes to fight, and he comes prepared, meaning in in shape, and, you know, he has a plan, and yada, yada. Well, at the weigh-in the day before, he doesn't make the fight. To salvage the fight, Chavez Jr. decides to relinquish a million dollars from his purse to Danny Jacobs for not making weight. He was five pounds overweight. In the world of elite athletes and boxers, five pounds is like a normal guy you see walking around being like 40, 50 pounds overweight. Right. That this is that that's a lot of weight to miss. Exactly. So he misses weight. They bail him out. Prior to that, he refused random drug testing. So the state of Nevada wouldn't even grant a license for him to fight there. Eddie Hearn pulled a whammy and found a way to appeal that so that the fight could go on during the appeal process. He's been caught multiple times on cocaine, uh, on actual steroids, the whole song and dance. And you can tell he was on the juice the other night. I mean, the other I night, he steps up. <laughs> <laughs> the other night, he said, yeah, from his acne, from the way his skin looks, from the, the how size. big he was. He walks the in the other bulk. night. He was at least 185, maybe more. You get him. I, I'm telling you, you look at him next to Danny. Danny blows up after he, you know, yeah. after his weigh in. He's usually probably close to 175, 180. Yeah. This dude made Danny look like a little kid. And he hit Danny with a couple jabs that moved Danny. And Danny actually said that in the post. He was like, once I got used to how hard he was going to hit, he's like, I was in there with at least a cruiserweight tonight. Yeah. He said, and he was hitting hard. And But once I got used to that and adjusted to that and started throwing my punches, this is when he quit. Because if you didn't know, go look it up. Chavez quit on the stool after the fifth round of what he might have been up three to two of a competitive fight. Right. And Danny broke his nose. But the thing of it is that... And he folded. Right. The thing of it is that and he's he still a, got his money. He's a fighter that doesn't want to fight. That's exactly it. He wants all the perks of being the champion but without paying want, the price of being the champion. The number one price is getting hit. <laughs> so if you're the fighter, <laughs> you got to get hit. This yeah. dude does not want and, any and, smoke. And, or 1A is getting in shape. You, you got to want some smoke. He don't want none. He just wants to live the life and get high and, and get drunk. I actually think... He may be the only guy that I feel like is that's that's openly giving you a cry for help more than Broner. Yeah, 
I've, one of the things that everybody has to do is quit supporting guys like Chavez. I agree. When you see I a guy like never get me watching the Chavez. I don't care if you if see he's fighting Anthony Joshua. Exactly. If you see that, turn it off. If he's fighting me, I'm not showing up for the fight. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why, <laughs> One punch, you quit. Four exactly, and they'll give him four, four. Give me four million dollars for it. You do it, child. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> you broke my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, but. The dude, people shouldn't support Chavez because he's taking advantage of the of the system of the sport. He's gaming the system pretty much, and it's not fair to the other fighters. Why is it fair for Danny to come out there and fight a heavyweight? <laughs> I mean, literally, why is that fair? And then if he loses, Danny was supposed to lose that fight. I, I if if Chavez came That's in like Danny's first fight at sixty eight, yeah. If Chavez comes in there like he normally does, I said to I I told you off air that he should if he doesn't beat Chavez, he should retire. Danny. But uh Danny. Yeah. But once I saw Chavez check in, I was like, whoa, yeah, man, Chavez move. should Chavez looks knock like him out the first he, round. He, yeah, he's like the size of Usyk. Yeah, and you never you have never seen Chavez ripped up that big, ready to go before in a fight. I have never seen him like that. I would love for them. I wonder if they even did any post fight blood. You know, uh, but it was it they was They could he, the way he was laid up in the hospital. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. Can't support that. But let's go back to the other card because what we walked in on was a tremendous heavyweight fight. Yes. Guy named Yago and the, the big fellow that you Effie. wanted to see that you didn't get to see before. Effie. Effie is Ajabi. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Man, this guy hits hard. This guy is one of – he's got Deontay Wilder type I was about to say, you know, honestly, the if from the sound of how he knocked this dude out, Especially it sounded for- like the Wilder punch when he knocked out Ortiz. Yes. And not only that – we saw the guy after the fight. The dude had a dent in his head. Yeah. Literally, he had a dent in his head from where he got hit. That is unbelievable to me. I mean, you see this guy not even a foot away from you, and he literally has a indentation in his head. Yeah. And this guy hit so hard, but I like F.A., but he needs to get head movement. He got to get head movement because he actually had the dude stumbling and decided to walk right in, and that big fella wasn't playing with him. <laughs> big boys don't play. Yeah, and put him down. He was looking at the lights. But the big boy, but you walk up. Yeah, he got up. But he got up quick, too. Did. Got hit right on the button. F.A. looks like he has the potential to be a great fighter, but he's going to have to practice and hone his skill set. Or otherwise, he's going to be looking at the lights a lot because the elite fighters are not going to let him slide by not moving his head. Right. And this is the same problem that Dominic Brazil had against Dante Wilder because he's a plotter. Yeah. And, and they Dominic just. Brazil was there that night. Yeah, I saw everybody was there. We, they were yeah. just sitting on the other, other side. Yeah, since we were sitting on, in the corner. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. When you see these guys, the homie Andre Durrell, mm-hmm. the guy back in Anthony, action. shout out to Andre getting back out there. Anthony was there, Berto was there, yep. uh, your man was there, Tommy the Hitman Hearns was there. It was a who's a who. lot of love. Yeah, you saw, but all these heavyweights now, you just see them walking around plotting with their right. That's it. That's Logan. all they want to do, and that's why you see. That's why I really like what Joshua does, and a couple, and even Ruiz because they're they're you know. They can throw punches with both of their hands, not yeah. just loading up on one hand. They can, like we saw the little and guys. Tyson Fury, yeah, and Tyson Fury. They'll throw the left and then come back with a hook with the left. You know, you can't just sit there and walk around with the right. Everybody knows what you're trying to do, dude. Yeah, that's but like me sitting reason, on a fastball. These people, <laughs> but the the difference is, is that some reason nobody's getting taught how to avoid that one punch, right? And give their own punishment, right? Um, just read a, an article over at Bad Left Hook about uh, JoJo Diaz is more trouble in paradise at Golden Boy. Jojo Diaz is not happy with his situation and with the size of his purses, and he's on the card for a big fight that he's been talking crazy about on Super Bowl weekend in Miami with uh, 
against Tevin Farmer. That's a fight I want to see. But having all these problems doesn't help. Yeah, I think they'll get their money together because it's a lot of money going around in boxing right now. Yeah, and you, and you should be getting yours. Yeah, and especially when you talk about the zone, the zone is not going to let people not get paid. I don't get that feeling. And and I wonder how much it has to do with the zone and how much it has to do with your, you know, whatever deal you have with your promotional company. Right. Well, I think that one of the ways that you have a problem is that with Golden Boy and the rest of the promoters is that these fighters don't have long-term contracts. With that, they can actually walk away. And if you can walk away and go jump to Al Heyman or anybody else, now you sort of have some kind of leverage. It's almost like um, the the running back not showing up for, you know, for for what the preseason. Right. And it's the only leverage that you really have. Right. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, uh, your boy, the, the other big heavyweight that everybody talks about all the time, Daniel Dubois fought this past weekend as well. And he put a, a, a second round. He put a cat named Kyotaro Fujimoto asleep out well, in London. To my boy, had to do it. He had to do it. I landed a sweet shot, and that was good night, mate. <laughs> That's it. But this is uh, that that guy's somebody to keep an eye on. There's some heavyweights out there that might make some noise. I'm, I'm like to see the heavyweight division waking back up. Yeah, I mean, this is the only reason why. When you think about the fight of the year, because if I go back to the fight of the year. This fight this past weekend was a great fight, but it wouldn't be the, the best fight of the of the year. It would have to be Deontay Wilder. That was earlier this year, correct? Yeah. And um, Errol Spence and Sean Porter. The only reason why I don't take the Errol Spence and Sean Porter fight over Tyson Fury and um, Deontay Wilder is because it's the heavyweights. But no, no, no. That was last. I want to say that was last year. Was that this year? I think it was beginning of this year. Wasn't I thought it was the end of last year. I can't. That was that was my fight of the year. But I think that was uh, I think that was the end of last year. But, but it, and and if that's so, then I would take that Nonito, Spence, that Nonito Donaire. I still a, haven't got to see you, it. You're, yet. you're cheating yourself. Yeah, Get I off heard the mic. I heard that. And go watch. Drop it. That fight, man. Wow, Nonito showed so much heart. Are you crazy? That's our man. We gonna get Nonito on here. He said yeah. he's coming on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was a great fight. Um, trainer of the year. I got a fe- question. I got a feeling you know who you want. <laughs> you too. Uh, hashtag me too on this one mm-hmm. for sure. I'm with Derek James. Guys. He's sharp, James. He got the job done. Yep. Having a hard time remembering the first half of the year of the fights. <laughs> CD, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello. I don't think that was. I don't think that Tyson Fury fight was this year. You know why? Why? Because uh, Brazil. He fought Brazil right after that. Brazil was. He had to get in shape for Brazil. No, he did not. <laughs> um, oh, there you go, Ernesto. You go. Ernie on the scene. Usually like Ernie, that. Ernie's over there asleep during the sports part of the podcast. <laughs> he just wants to hear the singing. Um, Fantastic Void. Couple <laughs> reverb. <laughs> couple big fights coming up this weekend that I'm excited about, though, because your boy Jean Pascal is fighting Badu Jack mm. uh, this Saturday. You got uh, Uskatazi's back in action. And Javante Davis is fighting Yoroki's Gamboa. Gamboa used to be somebody. He lost a couple times. That's when 50 Cent was trying to promote him. And then all of a sudden he disappeared. He seems like he's refocused and back at it now. It should be competitive. I, one of the only things that I always have uh, trepidations about uh, your boy Javante is that he doesn't fight enough. And then, you know, you can, he needs rounds. He needs rounds. And you can run into somebody that's actually been doing something and, and got some smoke for you. Yeah. you Because you, you got to be used to get hit. A, yeah. a serious problem. Uh. Yeah, bro. Wow, there's so many great fights out Right there. on. It's a lot of great fights coming up next year. You got Anthony Joshua versus Usyk, probably. Yep. That's his mandatory. I've never seen Mikey Garcia is back in the ring yeah. with Jesse Vargas. For some reason, he's saying at 147. I don't know why. I don't either. Go down to 140 and dominate. But I guess he wants to push himself because he doesn't feel like these guys are even competitive with him. He looks great at you know in his division. Right. 
but I don't think he can get the big fights. Yeah, which is a stable issue again. Yeah, because he's he's like out of that. He's out of all the stables, um, and he had a bad situation happen with them.